Today is July 26th. Welcome on into Daily Cards Live post game edition here on ClavesOnline.com. Brought to you by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Royal Banks of Missouri. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Bob Ramsey and Rammer. The Cardinals win 11 to 7 today, taking the series from a very good Arizona Diamondbacks team. And I think most importantly, uh, Nolan Gorman having one of the best games in his young career with. Two monster home runs, adding in a, uh, another hit there as well, uh, kind of showing why he's one of the untouchables as we head into the final days before the trade deadline. The uh, you know the that's the fun stuff and the enjoyable stuff. See who can take hold of opportunities here um, in the second half of the season. Um, Kisner had a good day. Um, have no idea what his future is going to be. You know, we're all watching Tyler O'Neill, Carlson Walker, all those guys. We're watching all that stuff. But I think the most important thing for um, the immediate future is that Flaherty was decent. He was pretty good. And, and, you're, and you're saying that because not for his future with the Cardinals, but what... For the is, future in the next five days. Yes, the, the last image that all of these other GMs are going to have of Jack Flaherty is the fact that he went five innings and allowed three earned runs and worked his way out of a jam in the, uh, yeah. in the first inning, too, throwing nearly 30 pitches. Yeah, he wasn't great. But he was good enough in a, in, a, in a terrific hitting environment against a good team to go along with several of his other most recent starts where another team, you know they're all watching. They either got scouts there live and or are watching on television. They're watching. And they're going to get – somebody's going to go, this dude can help us down the stretch. And so that, I think, is the biggest takeaway for me <clears throat> for me. The other thing is, it is fun when the guys are hitting. The um, uh, yeah. So uh, the uh, the the Cardinals with five home runs today, as you mentioned, Andrew Kisner with a good game. He added a home run. Paul Goldschmidt with a big home run at the time. The game yeah. got away in the uh, in the eighth inning a little bit, uh, but at the time, Paul Goldschmidt's home run was a huge, huge moment in uh, in this contest. And then Lars Newbar. With a uh, with a monster home run too. By the way, so Nolan Gorman that second home run that he hit over the the huge wall and dead center. Timeout. We haven't yeah. talked about this. It had to be four eighty or something. Four thirty. Yes. We're locked in, man. I'm telling you, I'm going. 4:30. That's 4:80. That was that was gonna go across the parking lot. The wall itself is 407 away, and then that wall is 20 feet high, and he crushed it over that. Yeah, you know, it with all first... uh, yeah, with all the technology and the stat cast and everything we have, like back Rammer back in the 90s and 80s when you were just going ah the ball would have landed there ah whatever screw it call it 4:30. Yeah. No, we have the technology today to be able to figure that out and do better math. Here's the problem: I was around in the press box when they started implementing that stuff, and I go, well, how do you know? Well, we kind of look at a trajectory and see the point where it lands and. You know, we can determine how, and I go, but people are putting, inputting it. Yeah. I go, that's all I need to know. It's bogus. <laughs> you know what? 
Give me a straight line measure to where it hit. That's where it hit. That's how far it went, and leave it at that. Don't give me these guesstimates. Yeah, that was that was way way further than four, than four thirty. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, we also, yeah, and we also saw Andrew Suarez, Suarez make his Cardinal debut sure. tonight. Looked very yeah. good in the eighth inning, and then the ninth inning. Yeah, he's a he's a one inning guy. <laughs> you need somebody to eat innings the rest of the year. Suarez will get you one every night. Uh, don't don't put him out there for the second. Well, he did once. <laughs> it's like the Diamondbacks went. Who's this guy? I never faced him, and then. Then okay, you got through the end, and everybody goes, oh, "Okay, I know what to do now." <laughs> the uh, the Cardinals will come back home now, and uh, they will face uh, the Cubs, followed by the Twins and the Rockies, mm-hmm. a four game series against the uh, against the Cubs, and it, it's going to you know it's being at home and all of the media that will be there at Bush stadium for these next four days, covering the Cardinals, lots of hug watches, uh, lots of locker watches as the, as the locker room opens each and every day. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we, we saw Tyler O'Neill have a good game today. He had uh, two hits and a, uh, one of those being a double Paul DeYoung, two hits, uh, one of those being a double today. So those, if I look at the offense and look at who is most likely to leave, those have got to be names number one and two for me on top of this list right now offensively. Well, if we're talking about position players, I think that's probably right. Um, we need to remove ourselves as Cardinal guys and think, what do, what do other teams, how do they rank them? And I would think you could probably get the most for Newt Bar right now. But I don't know what is that. What you know? What does uh, what what do other teams think about our guys? Not what we think. But okay, but I think we do have to think about what are you talking? You what you and I think, or what the front office thinks? That's the third part of it. Yes, those, because those are, the, those are what you and I think is irrelevant, and it's just parlor games. Because I I can't remember if it was Jason Stark or Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Pass. I mean they're they are the top three insiders in Major League Baseball. But I believe I saw a list where Lars Newbar's name is on that list of ununtouchable. That it is Lars Newbar, Jordan Walker, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Those four are the untouchables that the Cardinals will not not even entertain phone calls for those guys well i don't really believe in untouchables um you know tell me if if i mean this is silly you wouldn't trade him for otani so what they're saying is in under reasonable normal circumstances we're not going to let this guy go they wouldn't trade for murphy but if somebody comes and overwhelms the cardinals then they would yeah murphy was a huge mistake we would all agree Uh, in hindsight, and maybe even at the time, that that was a mistake. So we'll see where it goes. I think um, the thing is, Paul DeYoung is having a very representative year, Um, a good guy, good teammate, good player. I, I, I can't see why the Dodgers aren't trading for him. Well, um, actually, it's funny that you should say that because since we have been on the air, uh, this happened 10 minutes ago, Rammer. Uh, the Dodgers are in agreement with the Guardians on a trade for Ahmed Rosario. 
so the Dodgers are once uh-huh. again uh, boosting their infield with Ahmed Rosario. This is pending well, a review go. for medicals. Nothing yet on what the uh, what the Dodgers are going to give up on their way back. So I, I think like Paul staying. So well, it looks like Paul is not going to the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I, I I look around and who else? Who? What other contenders need a shortstop? Off off the top of my head, I can't think of any. I just I don't know if you look at. I mean, do you look at Paul DeYoung as a shortstop, or are you looking at him as a right-handed bat off the bench? If you're a contender, is Paul DeYoung just a right-handed bat off the bench? Well, two thirty hitters don't turn me on, but I'm not. A, I'm not power. a major league executive. He's got the power. I don't know who the who he has occasional power. There's no doubt. Yeah, but but he'll hit 20 home runs if he plays every day. Yeah, if he's pinch hitting a couple times a week, he you know it's a different story. So I don't know. I know as as you look around and you know we could play that game and we could do it tonight. We could do it uh, any other day. As you look around at who is leading, who are who the leaders are in all of the divisions throughout baseball, and you look at what they have at the uh, at the shortstop position, they're not trading within the division to Milwaukee. That's that's not going to happen. So you could knock them out of uh, out of contention. Well, they there. got Adamas anyway. Right. And so as you look around, I, I, that's why I say, I mean, outside of maybe the twins and you say Carlos Correa plays third. I don't, I don't see them doing that. And that's, and that takes me back to what you and I, and I I talked with Klaibs about too, all the way back to spring training when the Cardinals had so much opportunity to showcase Paul DeYoung at third, at second, and, they, and put him in other scenarios for that, and they didn't do it. And, I mean, you know, one of the things that jumped out at me about Scott Rowland's uh, Hall of Fame plaque was that he played every position, that he never played another position other than third base his entire career. I, I guess that's what Paul's going for on his Hall of Fame plaque when he makes it to Cooperstown. Okay. What, is there? Is there an opening with Cardinal broadcasts? I just, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just a little frustrating that, that I, maybe, maybe he does go somewhere else and maybe another team says, Hey, look, you're playing second base for us. Well, I hey, think look, it- you're playing third for us. I mean, we've seen, we have seen star shortstops, generational talent at shortstop, be able to make that move from short to third in their careers. So why can't Paul DeYoung? I I've mean, said- if A-Rod can do it and Cal Ripken can do it. I'm going to guess that Paul DeYoung is capable of sliding over and playing third base. I've said for over a year now that I think Paul's future as a big leaguer um, is as a utility guy. And um, I'm standing by that. And if um, this is, this is ancient history, nobody wants to go look on baseball reference, but there was a infielder that came up with the white Sox named Ron Hansen, who had a big rookie year and then had a modicum of success, but played like 12, 13, 14 years in the big leagues as a utility guy and was a good one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying that to take a shot at Paul. I'm saying, I think it's a way he can have a much longer career. Uh, A few other rumors going around uh, Lance Lynn being rumored to go to the Rays. We will see if that uh, happens this weekend. Good for them, them, but that's, I don't see it. 
Yeah, the uh, Bob Nightingale reporting that the two teams have exchanged names that would uh, that would move as well, uh, and the Rays are on one of, or one of the teams not listed in Lance Lynn's no trade uh, no trade list. So yeah, I did see that he said he would waive it to to uh, play for them. Yeah, I, I didn't think his name was on the on the Rays list. I didn't think it was it was there for that. Regardless, I, I mean, like it's that. you know what? It's an arm. It's an arm, and he's having a pretty good season. He's terrible. Year. Oh, stop it! He's, he's not. He's having a horrible season. He's throwing. He's, he's RA is infinity. <sighs> he he gives you one unbelievable game a month. Okay, well, that's not you know having what? a good season. What are you the going to the, the Orioles broadcasting are... crew now? The. <laughs> I'm going to get on Indeed after this and see what's open around Major League Baseball. <laughs> You'll find out the results on tomorrow night's uh, on tomorrow's show yes. when I uh, yeah when I talk up uh, players and all uh, on some of the other teams. I'll let you know where some of those uh, some of those stand. Yeah, don't get caught up into folklore here here in Cardinal Land. Lance Lynn is a, is a folklore hero. I love him. He's terrific, but he's not the same guy. Once in a while, he'll strike out 15 people. But most of the time, he'll go four innings and give up five runs. We will uh, have the other side of Chicago to preview tomorrow when the Cubs are in town for the first of four, a four-game weekend series, Cubs and Cardinals. The uh, hey, Remember last time when these two teams met up and we talked about how the Cardinals could jump them in the standings? Yeah, that's not possible anymore no. that's not even possible in a four-game series this weekend um with uh yeah the the cubs being five and a half games in front of the Cardinals, and right very now. unimaginative scheduling having teams play that many games um a week apart uh these these games should be in september um the, the schedule I, I just don't think the schedule has been very good look it's their first time doing it under the new format i get it but they got to be better I'm glad you brought up the schedule because something I forgot to mention yesterday, The uh, for those that might have missed it, the Cardinals announced their spring training schedule for oh, 2024. It, yeah. And a nice little wrinkle in uh, in this for those uh, for folks that might be a little tired of going down to Florida every year for spring training games. The Cardinals will end their 2024 spring training campaign by going to Arizona and playing two games against the Cubs before they head up north to Los Angeles to open the regular season against the Dodgers. So they, uh, yeah, two games in the uh, in the Cactus League, which from everything I've heard is just a hell of a lot of fun out there in Arizona for spring that's training. What I, that's what I've heard too. Um, that might be a fun, you know, a week respite from the winter. It's the end of March. Um, and then going to LA, uh, you could do that pretty cheaply and have a fun time in Phoenix and Los Angeles. That, that we ought to think about that. Well, Rammer, you know what, what you could do is talk to the folks at the, uh, the Billikens and make sure they make it to the final four. And then you can go out there for the uh yeah you go out there for the final week of spring training hit up those games and then just hang out because that's where the final four is perfect this year out in uh out in phoenix out at the uh where the yeah where the uh cardinals play football out or there, so. or you and i go cardinal games final four onto la 
I, I think it's L. I think it would go L.A. and then you have to go back to Arizona for the final four. Well, I think it works that. that way around, Let's and then we that. and then we could jump on a plane and head to Philadelphia for WrestleMania. So hey, I mean we we got it all figured well, out. Fortunately, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> hey, speaking of wrestling, Glory Pro Wrestling has a show this Sunday. Central State Sandwiches will be outside of the Castle uh, of the Ballroom selling sandwiches this Sunday afternoon. Uh, I think doors open at two o'clock for the three o'clock show out there at the Casa Loma Ballroom this Sunday. So head on down there and get your Central State Sandwiches, a sponsor here of Daily Cards Live. Another sponsor we have here, Rammer, are the folks at Munganas St. Louis Acura. You could go right now to stlouisacura.com and uh, plan your visit to 13720 Manchester Road. And you could see right there on the website just how many cars they have in fact you could click right there 147 brand new cars there on the uh on the lot at 13720 manchester road for st louis acura they have 195 pre-owned cars out there as well so almost 350 cars out there ready for you to buy at munganas st louis acura there on Manchester. We will be back tomorrow to preview the first of four against the Cubs here at Bush Stadium. Until then, he is Bob Ramsey. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been Daily Cards Live right here on ClaimsOnline.com. From our roots in St. Louis, Royal Banks of Missouri is branching out to continue serving you with our locations in St. Charles, Jerseyville, Granite City, and now in Hannibal, Center, and New London. Royal Banks of Missouri, the community bank in your community.